Let's finish up the last sugya, which is a continuation of yesterday's sugya. It's a little bit difficult, and then the rest of the daf is a lot easier. So we're going to pick it up from daf Lamid, Ches Amid Beis, two lines from the bottom. So just to continue, the Gemara had a contradiction, um, and that is the Mishnah started a contradiction of Ishame. The Mishnah started off by saying that if a woman who's waiting to get Yibam has money fall to her, um, so the first, the Mishnah said that according to Bishamah, she could spend the money, which means it's hers. But then it says if she dies, it's split between her side and her and the Yavam side, meaning her father's side and the Yavam side. So the question is, like Adam said, is it hers or is it not? So we had two answers already. Ula said that it depends when she, when she was she really married to the first husband as an Asur, just Kedushin. Uh, Rava, Rava didn't like that because then Rava said, then why does it have to be that she died? So rather Rava said... Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Rabba said that it had to do with whether she's alive or not. Meaning, if she's alive, then she's a Vadai, and they're a Safa against Abba. When she dies, then they're both Svekas. Fine. New answer. Abaya Amr, two lines on the bottom. So Abaya says an answer. Again, these sugis are, I'll just tell you what they say. I mean, obviously, you have to know these sugis in Nazik and to, to appreciate them a lot better. And that Abayah's answer is it depends when she when the money fell to her. If the money fell to her when she's waiting Yibam, that's hers. Because she doesn't she's not bound by another person enough for him to get it. The case where it says split it is where the money fell to her when she was originally married by the husband. So because she had it when she was originally married to the husband, so he had a yad and she had a yad by it, so now you split it. That's that's Abayashita. Correct, but still, because it was never fully hers, you split it. That's a biased take. Huh? When he died, what happened to his chilek? He goes to so it his goes brother. to the brother. Yeah. So the Gemara says, go to the next page, Abaya holds that when she's married and the money falls to her, when she's married, it's split between her and her husband. So now the husband dies, it's split between the, the Yavim and her. Now, by the way, two problems with this. First of all, you could have the same question we, which we had before, which is, then why does she have to die? Right? Question number one is, why does she have to die? Meaning, if the whole point is just when the money fell to her, did it fall when she's a Yavam, or did it fall when she was married, then why does she have to die? Okay, that's question. The Gemara is going to that. Question number two is also, it's assuming, Abai is assuming that when money falls to a married woman, she and her husband have equal rights to it, which is not the assumption. The assumption is that the husband gets it. So Rava responds that way. Amalei Rava, Rava, if the money fell to her when she was married to the first husband, of course it's the husband's. They don't split it. So rather he has his own answer, which is again to explain, is the money hers or not? Both the money fell to her when she was waiting Yibam. So what's the difference between the first case and the second case? Why in the first case does she get it? In the second case, do they split it? The answer is The answer is in the Seifa, the husband did the Yavim did Maimer. He holds that Maimer is enough, meaning it fell to her when she's awaiting Yibam. So really it's hers because she's Zika's not enough to make her married. But if the if the Yavim did Maimer then that's enough that he has a claim. So they split it. Okay. Kesava Rava, Rava holds Maimer lebeishamei oisavade arusa v'safik nesua. Maimer makes enough that she can't marry someone else, but not enough that it's his money. It's a safik nesua. Amara speaks it out. Vade arusa, Maimer makes it lidchais b'tzara. Maimer makes it that he can no longer marry the tzara, meaning that the tzara is out. Let's say an example... Um, 
Lidchais Betzara, the Gemara had this before. Um, uh, one second. I guess this means, um, first of all, means you can't marry the Tzara. It also means that we had Lidchais Betzara. Was it that if the, if, if, oh, that if you did Mimer on the non Erva, then the erva is not considered falling to yibam enough to pata the tzara. I think that's what it means. Do you have an article for one second? Can I grab that for one second? Uh, hold on, whoever's watching. I'm getting up. You like commercial. Two brothers married, two sisters, two brothers, two brothers, two brothers, two brothers, two brothers, two brothers, two brothers. Yeah, it's the whole case. Neymar. Okay. Two brothers married to two sisters, and a third brother was unmarried. So two brothers, two sisters, third brother single. First brother died. Widow fell to Yibam before the third brother, because uh, the third brother is not married to the sister. Third brother then performed Mimer, and then subsequent. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's right. The second brother died to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's connected to two, she can't do Yibam. That's what it means. Meaning, Mimer's enough to make it that she's bound to two husbands. And therefore, you can't do even with her, and she passes the tsara. Okay, whatever. It's, it's related to daf chaf test some advice. That's how well I. That's how well I know the sugya. Ten days ago, I was like, it's like a different world. So the gemara says lutchais b'tsara, but b'saving mesu lachuk b'nechasim. But the the mimer makes it that they split. They they split the money. Okay, so that's Rava's take. Itmar mishmed the Rava Lazar kavasi the Rava, and that's what Rava Lazar followed Rava. And Rav Bechanina, it's not that they followed him. Rava followed a brisa in the view of Rav Eliezer, and Abaya followed a brisa in the view of Rav Bechanina. Okay, meaning, so Rava's answer to explain who gets the money is that when she's falling to Yivam and money falls to her, so it's hers, except if the Yavam did a mimer. If the Yavam did a mimer, then they split it. And Rav Eliezer felt, felt that way as well. So the Gemara says, Did Rav Lazar actually say this? Didn't, didn't uh, Rav Lazar say that Maimer is not Koina according to Beishamai? So if Maimer is not Koina, then why do they split the money? So we're claiming that Rav Lazar holds in the same viewpoint of Rava, that if you did the Maimer, then you split the money. I thought Rav Lazar holds Maimer is not Koina. So the Gemara says, Epoch, switch the names. Rav Lazar doesn't hold like Rava, Rav Lazar holds like Abaye, and Rav Yasebechanina follows Rava. Or another answer, really you don't have to split the, you don't have to reverse it. Rav Lazar just said, all I said is that Maimer is not Kaina. What does that mean? Maimer is not Kaina enough that you could just divorce her. Meaning Maimer is not evil. You need Chalitza also if you want to, if you want to not be with this woman anymore. He said, that's all I said. I wasn't talking about money. Meaning he said Maimer is not Kaina, so he assumed, oh, that must mean that, uh, that uh, you, you, you don't split the money. I never talked about money. I was just talking about whether Maimir is effective as Yivam. The answer is it's not Yivam. I, I never said anything about money. So Kabir Avalazar agrees that uh, financially you would have to split the money any money comes to. Let's just get to the two dots and then it's, uh, it's a lot easier to get from here on. So the Gemara says, Amar Papa, do you get the Masis and Kavasa Papa says that our Mishnah, on the one hand, implies like Abaya, and on the one hand, is not really like Abaya. Again, what did Abaya say? Abaya said that the explanation in our Mishnah is, the beginning of the Mishnah is where the money fell to her when she's awaiting Yibam, that's why she gets it. The safe of the Mishnah, when they split it, is where the money fell to her when she was originally married to the first husband. 
So she had the money felt when she was married, then she dies, then the husband dies, then she dies, so then the money is split. So on the one hand, the Mishnah sounds like a baya, and on the one hand, it's not like a baya. How so? So the Gemara says, because it says in the Mishnah, in the end of the Mishnah, it says, what does she do with the money? It doesn't say money, it says money that came and gone. That came and went. Well, what does that mean? The implication is, the case is where she got the money when she was first married, so the money went into the husband's rishos. Then when the husband died, it left the husband's rishos, and it was split between them. So he says that's why the Lashon of the Mishnah kind of sounds like that, that she got the money when she was originally married. Okay, because it's Nechnasim V'yaitzim. Nechnasim V'yaitzim. Okay, but the Mishnah is not exactly like him. But on the one, on the other hand, the Mishnah kind of does not sound like Abaya because, as I said before, and this is the end of the sugya. As I said before, according to Abaya, why do they have to have a case where she died? According to Abaya, the whole point of the Mishnah is to make a distinction between when the money fell to her. It fell to her either when she's awaiting Yivam or when she was first married. She doesn't have to die for that. Why does it have to be Mesa? And that's Akasha, but with Sulaimidi, we don't have to talk about the Sugi anymore. Sulaimidi means we're done. We're done, we're done with the Sugi. Okay, Sulaimidi, there's nothing else to add. Fine. Okay. The Mishnah then said that that when you do Yibam, the wife is yours. She's your wife for everything. So the Gemara wants to know, what, what does that mean? What does it mean she's your wife for everything? For, for what halacha? So the Gemara says, For what halacha is she entirely your wife after Yibam? It means you, you have to divorce her with a get, and you can take her back after the divorce. So let's analyze each of those halachas and try to see... Is that a chiddush or not? Means after yibum you could divorce her with a get, meaning, and you don't have to do chalitza, because you could see that like she's no longer your sister. Yeah, but you could see. Well, that's that. Also, you could see why you'd have to maybe do chalitza, because you could see that this woman is like a different type of woman. She's not a regular marriage. That the only way to sever this relationship is chalitza, even after yibum. Kamashal, no. Once you marry her, she's your wife, and you could take her back. And we don't say that she's still your sister-in-law. You understand? If you choose to take her back, you divorce her, you want to take her back, you want to remarry her. Beheter, obviously she didn't marry someone in between. You're allowed to do that, and we don't say, and we don't say, um, uh, you know, well, once you divorce her, then she's like an Eishas Ach, Sholei Mitzvah. No, I mean, once you divorce her, she's no longer your sister-in-law, she's your wife. All halachas of wife are back in. The Gemara speaks it out. It says that you could divorce her with a get. Pshita, yeah, it's pasha. Well, what else? Why would you think not? So, you might think because it says in the pasuk, it says that you take her and she's a yavama. You might think that even after yibam, she's still considered your sister-in-law. That the only way to sever the relationship is through chalitza, not through a get. Kamash malon. No, you can divorce her with a get. Then it says machzira. After the divorce, you could take her back. So it's a pshita. Yeah, why not? You might think that after the mitzvah is done, and you divorce her, she's now your sister-in-law again. In which case, there's no heter to take her back. Now, how do I know that that's not true? Meaning, how do I know that you're taka allowed to take her back? Maybe she taka is your sister-in-law. 
It says that you took her for a wife. Once you take her, she's your wife for everything. Okay. Now, who, let's say you do divorce her. Who pays her ksuba? So the halacha is, says in the Mishnah, the first husband take, pays the ksuba, meaning you go to the estate of the first husband, and the ksuba comes from his estate. Says the Gemara. Meaning you do yibam, and then he divorces her. She wants a ksuba. Why should, why should he never hear a ksuba? He's dead. He's dead. No, they're not. No, no. Ksuba can be taken from the estate. Uh, oh, no, money gets ksuba from the estate. Of course. The estate. Of course. Yeah. So the point is, it goes to the estate of the first husband, not the second husband. So the Gemara says, Because he never chose her. Why should he have to pay for her? This was chosen for him, so he shouldn't have to pay. But says the Gemara, now what if the first husband doesn't have any money? So the But if the first husband doesn't have a ksuba, then the second husband, Chazal instituted the second husband has to pay. Why? Because we don't want him to be able to divorce her. The whole point of the ksuba is to protect the woman. If the first husband can't pay for her, then the second husband has to pay. Okay. Fine. Start the Mishnah. Okay. Mishnah says like this: Mitzvah begadol yabim. It's a mitzvah for the oldest brother to do yibam. Loy ratzah. But if the oldest brother is not interested, then mahalchen akolachen. They go to each of the younger brothers, offering each one. Loy ratzu. But if all of them say no, then chayzin eitzel gadol. Then we go to the oldest one, back to the oldest one, and we force him. We say to him, Alecha mitzvah. You have a mitzvah. Echalotzel yabim. Either do chalitza or yibam. No choice. Let's say the oldest brother is like, listen, I, my younger brother is under, he's, he's five years old. Give him five years. He'll do even when he's, he's ten. Wait for him. Or if the oldest brother is traveling, so the second to oldest brother says, let's wait for him to come back and he'll do even. Or chalitza. Or if one of the brothers is a cherish and a shaita and they say, let's wait for him to heal. The halacha is, ain't shaiman loy. We don't listen to him. We tell the oldest brother, you gotta do, do it, do it now. No waiting. Okay. So the Gemara says like this: Itmar, bias katan v'chalitzas gadol. Let's say you have two brothers. One's a katan under bar mitzvah. He's willing to do yibam. Halacha is a katan could do yibam above the age of nine. You have an eleven-year-old kid. He's like, I'll do yibam. Or the adult over bar mitzvah is willing to do chalitza. Which one's better? So you got Yibam from the Kadan or Chalitza from the Old. So Yibam is obviously generally better, but a Bar Mitzvah, above Bar Mitzvah, is obviously usually better than below Bar Mitzvah. So who wins? So Itmar, says the Gemara, Bias Kadan or Chalitza's Gadol. Which one's better? So Pligibar Rav Yechon, Rav Yeshuv and Levi. Machoikis in Rav Yechon, Rav and Levi. Chad Omar Bias Kadan Adifa. One says that it's better for the Kadan to do Yibam. Even though he's a Kadan, it's still better for him to do Yibam because Yibam beats Chalitza. And one says, no, the chalitza of a gadol is better because in a, a, a bar, above bar mitzvah beats out below bar mitzvah. He's able to do uh, yibum as a katan? Yeah, above the age of nine. Yeah. There are halachas about it, as we'll see, but, but conceptually, yes. So the Gemara says like this. We should be able to read without glasses. Okay. The Gemara says, Huh? No, I can't read like without glasses. It's like it'd be nice to be able to not have it on my face. Okay. So Gemara says, yeah, it doesn't work. 
the Gemara says, Manda Amar Bias Katan Adifa, the one who says that the Katan should do Yibam over the Gadol doing Chalitza, Damitza Yibam. He holds that Yibam is the most important. Manda Amar Chalitza's Gadol Adifa, and the one who says Chalitza of a Gadol is the most important, Bimakim Gadol Bias Katan Laf Kluma, because it's better to have an adult over the Bar Mitzvah do a Maisa as opposed to other Bar Mitzvah. So you have Machlegas, which one's better? You have Chalitza of a Gadol or Yibam of a Katan. So the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof from our mission. It's not going to be able to do anything. The conclusion is that there's no proof to be found, but the Gemara is going to try. The Gemara says like this. Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, Loi Matzah, if, if the oldest son is not interested, then Machzer and Al-Kola Achim, they go to each sibling. My love, Loi Ratzah, Liyamel, Lachle, Tzikotani, Mahalchen. The Gemara assumes that what it means is the oldest son is willing to do Chalitza, but he's not willing to do Yivam. And we go to each younger one, even the younger ones, meaning we go to even under Bar Mitzvah, because we're trying to get a Yivam. So you see that under Bar Mitzvah Yivam outweighs ad- above Bar Mitzvah Chalitza, because the implication, the Gemara assumes that the, the, brother, the oldest brother is willing to do Chalitza. He's just not willing to do Yivam. So we're looking for Yivam, even under Bar Mitzvah. So you see, Yivam beats Chalitza. The Gemara says no. My love, No, it means that the oldest brother is not willing to do anything. If the oldest brother is willing to do chalitza, we would take it. The oldest brother is willing to do nothing. So that's why we have to go to each sibling. Because the Gemara seems like, why, 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 why not? Chalitza doesn't hurt. Yibam's a thing. I get that. <laughs> Yibam's a life-altering thing. I get it. And I want to do chalitza. So the Gemara assumes that he, he's willing to do chalitza. He's not willing to do even. The answer is no, he's willing to do nothing. So then the Gemara says, Akasha. Oh. Um, chalitza is kind of nothing. He's still not interested. People, you'd be surprised how vindictive people can be. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a good relationship. The Gemara then says, Akasha. speaks it out. Like, then why do we go to the oldest one? If you're just looking for a chalitza, go to any brother. The answer is, we want to force the older one. But why? Meaning, if the older one's willing to do chalitza but not yibam, I get going. The other one's looking for yibam. But if the oldest one's not willing to do anything, and nobody's willing to do anything, then why do you have to go to the oldest one? You should get any of the brothers. Oh, so the Gemara says, force one of the other ones. Keep in the mitzvah. He has the mitzvah, so we're going to force him. Okay. The oldest one has the mitzvah. Yep. Yeah. Tanan. in shaymin Oh. It said in the Mishnah that if one of the brothers says, Pashtras, he's willing to do Chalitza, but he says, listen, my, the younger kid, he, he'll do Yibam, just wait for him. We don't wait for him. Oh, but if the B of a Katan outweighs Chalitza, why not wait for him? So the Gemara, is gonna, so the Gemara says, oh, you see, the B of a Katan is not as important. The Gemara is going to reject this because the Gemara is going to say, we don't wait. It has nothing to do with ones out with it. We don't wait for mitzvahs. Yeah, so the Gemara, the Gemara says that we don't, that if the Mishnah, if the older brother says, listen, I'm willing to do Chalitza, but the younger brother is willing to do Chalitza in a few years, wait for him, we don't wait for him. Oh, but why? If a bee of a katan outweighs Chalitza of a gadol, you should wait. Oh, so it must be the bee of a katan doesn't outweigh. So the Gemara says, no. V'yibiyas katan adiv ha'mayin shaymelein nimter, you should wait. Dilma gadol miyabi, you should wait for him to get older and to do yibam. The Gemara says, and according to you, the next line in the mission is, we don't wait for the oldest brother to come back from traveling. Why not? Everyone agrees it's better to have the oldest brother do it. And he's traveling, he's going to come back. The answer is, we don't wait for mitzvahs. 
We don't push off a mitzvah. So that has nothing. So the fact that we're not willing to wait for the younger katan to become older has not, is not indicative of whether the bia of a katan is good or not. Good. We don't wait for mitzvahs. It's not a rye of anything. Is there a time period that you're allowed to wait for? Let's see, let's well, see. yeah, we, we wait 90 days anyway right, because we want to make sure that she's not pregnant. But after 90 days, miyat. So the Gemara says, Am I ninter? Dilma asi bechal. It's a lakol shuma to Okay, go to the next page. Because I was thinking, was it, if he's close, if, 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 let's if it's within 90 days, they'll wait. They have to wait anyway. What about after 90 days? I don't think they'll wait. Short period after 90 days? No. I, I can't imagine they'll wait. Again, I have no idea, but I, ca- I can't imagine they would wait. Okay, some have a different version of the machlekes. Instead of the machlekes being which is more chashiv, bia of a katan or chalitza of a gadol, the gemara have a different version. According to this version, everyone agrees the bia of a katan is more chashiv. What's the machlekes? the chalitza's katan. The question is: Is the chalitza of a katan equal to chalitza of a gadol, or is it less? It could be the chalitza is, is not about. The Misa, it's about her being rejected. So it could be as long as she's rejected from one of the brothers, it doesn't matter what. Meaning, is the Chalitza of a Katan worse than the Chalitza of Gadol, or it's the same? Then Chalitza of a Gadol. The question is, is Chalitza. It's a different version. It's the Amri, it's a different version. But he didn't talk about why. No. I mean, even that way is Chalitza. So is the Amri, Bibias Kuliamale, Pligi, Bibias Katan Adifa. The machlekes is whether the chalitza of a katan is equal to chalitza's gadol or is it less. Okay, let's see it inside. And this is the version. Again, it's going to be a lot. A lot of the earlier kashas are going to be rayas, and rayas are kashas. We've done these type of gemaras before. Chalitza's katan, chalitza's gadol pligiba. Rav Yechon, Rav Yishuv, and Levi. Chad Amar chalitza's gadol adifa. One says that the chalitza of a gadol is better than the chalitza of a katan. Chad Amar kiadadi nino and says no, they're exactly the same. The one who says that the chalitza of a gadol outweighs the chalitza of a katan, that means a gadol. Anytime a gadol does anything, it's more chashen. The other opinion says, He says, no, chalitza is all the same. The point of chalitza is it's she is rejected from the brothers. As long as she's rejected from a brother, it doesn't matter which one. Gadol, katan, it's all the same. Okay. Tanan, the Mishnah says, it's the same thing. It's, not, it's an ikadami, it's the same thing. Right? If the older brother is not interested, they go to all the other brothers. My love, Oh, it says that if they if 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 none of them are interested, then they go back to the gadol. They get the gadol to do it. The Gemara says, isn't not a case where none of them are interested to do yibam, but they're all interested in chalitza, and yet you choose the gadol. So you see that the gadol's chalitza outweighs the katan's chalitza. Because the Gemara is assuming again that when it says they're not interested, it means they're not interested in Yibam, but they're interested in Chalitza. So you see the Chalitza of a Gadol is, is more Chashev. It's just Loi. Loi Rotsu, Lachitz, No, as we said before, none of the brothers are interested in doing anything. It could be if they're interested in Chalitza, we would take anybody's Chalitza. The brothers aren't interested in anything. So the Gemara says, So why do we go to the Gadol? Because we want to force him. So force another brother. The answer is Kivan, the mitzvah. Because he has a mitzvah, we force him. Okay. Tashima. 
Again, the same proof. It says in the Mishnah that if they say, wait for the older brother to come back, we don't wait. But why? If Chalitza v'gadol is more chashiv, you should wait. The answer is, we don't wait for mitzvahs. It's not a raya. We don't wait for mitzvahs. The Gemara says, we don't wait for mitzvahs. Okay. Okay, from here until the end of the daf um, is discussing the following scenario, the following concept, and that is the sheet of Abishol. Abishol's sheet is that while Yibam is considered more chashiv than chalitza, it's only when it's done l'shem shemayim. If it's not done l'shem shemayim, then it's not more chashiv, and chalitza is more chashiv, and that's why we stopped doing Yibam, because people don't do things, you know, l'shem shemayim anymore when it comes to these type of relationships. But that's Abishol Shiva. So let's see it inside. Tanan Hassan the Mishnah says, Mitzvah Yibam Kedemes Lemitz Chalitza. Mitzvah Yibam really outweighs Chalitza. Really, Yibam is Lechachila. But Rishayna, but originally, but that's only true originally, says Abishol, Shayim Mitzvah, Lashem Shemai, Lashem Mitzvah, when they were Mechavin, not because they loved the sister in law, because she was attractive or whatever, it's because they wanted to just continue the brother's legacy. But nowadays, that they're not Mechavin Lashem Mitzvah. They have other motives. Now Chalitz is better. Okay. That's Abba Shalshita. Amar Rav, in Kaifen. And Rav says, we don't force. In Kaifen. Meaning, we don't force um, to do Yibam because, meaning just in general, Chalitz and Yibam are optional. We don't force. Meaning, while Yibam is better, we don't force you to do Yibam. They're both optional. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Because again, if you especially if you hold like Abishol, you can't force to do Yibam because if you have the ulterior motives, it's not appropriate. So if we don't force, we, we, we sort of look at what the guy wants to do and where he's holding. If he's holding, he'll do Yibam. If he wants to do Chalitza, he does Chalitza. In Kaif, we don't force him. So the Gemara says, He would tell them, you want to do Chalitza, do Chalitza, you want to do Yibam, do Yibam, it's up to you. The Pasuk says, if he doesn't want to do Yibam, he does Chalitza. It's up to him. It's his choice. So Gemara says, Rav Yudah also holds that we don't force him to do Yibam over Chalitza. How do I know this? Because the Lushan, this is the Lushan of Rav Yehuda when he would write a, uh, a document recording the Chalitza, he would write a Shtar, like a Get for the Chalitza. This is the Lushan that Rav Yudah would use. And it's clear from the Lushan that it's optional. This is what he would write in his star. This woman, she approached the Yavam in front of Bezdin. And we, the Bezdin, ascertained, we'll see how in a moment, we ascertained that she is the brother-in-law paternally of him. That meaning that he's the brother of the deceased paternally. And we said to him, if you're interested in doing Yibam, do Yibam. And if not, meaning, so you see right there, boom, you see that it's an option. And we said to him, if you're not interested, stick your leg out, do you mean it, your right leg? And he did. And she removed the shoe from his right leg. And she spit in front of him. Spit that we were able to see Alara on the ground. So that was the Shtar. So you see that it's optional. Because he said, if you want to do Yibam, do Yibam. You want to do Chalitza, do Chalitza. Okay. Now the Gemara says, and he would end off the star that 
we were Mekai, and she said, we read what was written in the Tyrus Moshe. Now it says in the Shtar that we ascertained that they were brothers. Meaning that the Yavam is brothers with uh, the deceased. How do they ascertain? Like Eidus, how do they check DNA? So they do. One says you actually need witnesses, like real witnesses, like a, like a Bezdin. Like, a, like in a court. And one says, no, you don't need witnesses. You just have to know the truth. If you have court documents, you could have a karuv, you could have a woman, you could have a non-Jew testify. You don't need like real teres edus. And the Gemara Paskins, the halacha is that this is called a giloy milsa ba'alma, which is, it's not a real testimony. We just have to find out the truth. Yeah, how would you find out the truth? That's enough. Okay. Now we're just going to finish up the daf. The Brisa says originally when they were actually intending to do the mitzvah for the right reason, then you would do yibam first. But now, but now that people don't have the right intentions, that they're marrying for other reasons, then chalitza wins. Rami Barachama says, but now we change our mind again, we go back to yibam being the, the uh, most important mitzvah. So the Gemara says, what did they become from her? <laughs> meaning, did the people become from her? Meaning that they weren't being mecham l'shem shemayim, so he says, chalitza. And now we're back. Now we're the, back. The, 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 so he says, no. No, the answer is not that people are better. It's that originally we thought the halacha was like abashol, that being mecham l'shem shemayim matters. But then we change our mind. No, it doesn't matter. Yibam wins. Uh, it doesn't matter. Exactly. The Tanya, as the Brisa says, Abishol Oimer, Abishol teaches, Hakonis is Yevim Tilashem Noi, Ulsham Ishas, Ulsham Davracher. Says Abishol, if you marry Yevama because you think she's attractive or whatever other reasons, ulterior motives, Kilu Pagebe Erva. It's like you're having an Erva. It's not an Erva, it's like an Erva. And Karavani Bein Aliyas of Mamzer. And to me, it's close to being a Mamzer. The Chacham Oim, the Chacham disagree. They say, no, Yevama, if I allow me, come back. They say, no, as long as you marry, you marry her. Huh? So it's interesting. Now, the Gemara is going to say, we have the following b'raisa, and we think it's the teaching of Abishol. The b'raisa is like this. We'll end with this. The b'raisa says, There's a mitzvah of Yivah mitzvah. Originally this woman was mutter. Nesra, then she became Aser. And then she's mutter again. Although she became mutter, She's not the same as she always was. It's like a riddle. She was mutter, then she became asa, then she became mutter again, but she's not the same. So what does this mean? So the Gemara touches it up. I'll tell you outside. We'll see it. It's like Abishol. How so? Originally this woman, before she was, when she was single, like originally, she was mutter, you can marry her for whatever reason. Then she became your sister-in-law asa. Then she became mutter to do yibam, but not the same. While originally before she was single, you can marry her for any reason, now you have to marry her L'shem Shemayim. So she's mut, mitzvah, but she's not the same. She's mutter, but she's not the way she used to be. She used to be mamish, you can marry for whatever reason. Now it has to be l'shem shemayim. The Gemara continues. Man tano, who's the author that b'raisa? Ravitsa baravdimi, abashol he. It's abashol v'halchikam, and this is what the b'raisa means. Yivama yavaleo mitzvah. Shebetchila ha'isla v'chal heter. Before she married your brother, before she married the brother of the deceased, when she was single, you can marry for whatever reason. Then she got married to your brother, then Nasser. 
and she's obviously his sister-in-law. But now that the brother dies, it's the mitzvah yibam. But yachsa tachsel riteri shana. You might think that it's the way it used to be, which is you can marry for any reason. No, you can't. It has to be l'shem shemayim. So that's the teaching of Abishol. Then the Gemara says, no, the truth is you could teach up this brace and not like Abishol. I'll tell you how. Originally, you could marry her. You could choose to marry or choose not to marry when she was single. Then she became married to your brother-in-law, and she's us. Now she dies, the husband dies, now you have to do Yibam. But she's not the same. Because while originally you could choose to marry her or not, now you have to marry her because of Yibam. So you could teach it in, not exactly like Abishol, you could teach it in like the Rabbana, and it could still work. Let's just see the sin, and we'll stop. Rav Amar Afil Tehem Rabbana. Rav says, no, you could, you could enter this riddle following the Rabbana. This is what the Bresa means. Originally, before she was married, when she was single... Not that you could marry for any reason, but Ratzah Kainzah, Ratzah Inah Kainzah. You could choose to marry or choose not to marry her. It was optional. Nestor, then she marries the brother and she becomes Aser. Because of Hucha, then the brother dies. Now she's Mutter again, but she's not the same. Why? But now she's not the same because now you, could, you don't have an option of marrying her or not. You have to marry her. So the Gemara says, Ratzah Inah Kainzah. What do you mean? It's like you, can marry, you might think you could marry her. You can't marry her. You're bound to her. Of course you're bound to her. So the Gemara says, what, what, do you, what do you mean? The answer is, the answer is, um, when she was single, you could choose to marry or choose not to marry her. Then she becomes your sister-in-law, then she's Aser. Now the brother dies, now that she's a, now she's mutter, but she's not the same. Because while now, you don't have an option, you have to either choose Yibam or Chalitza. As opposed to originally, where you had options, anything was on the table. Now everything's not on the table, it's just Yibam or Chalitza. Alright, we'll stop here. Pick it up. Uh, I'll record Bez Hashem. Um, and then uh, I'll record today's daf, and we'll just do it daily. Uh, it's on the schedule. I think it's like forty-five minutes before mincha, something like that.